Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Rewind. Welcome to Fantasy Football Rewind, postseason edition. I am Scott Engel, the managing director of RotoExperts.com. I am the king. I am fantasy with your fantasy playoff coverage, along with my good friend Jim Day after a crazy day in the NFL and a crazy day in fantasy football. Things are so unpredictable. Derrick Henry was the leading scorer this week, and guys like Brandon Bolden and Damian Williams <laughs> and and Elijah McGuire actually outscored Players like Lamar Miller and Alvin Kamara and Philip Lindsay. A crazy day indeed, my friend. Yeah, crazy. And actually, uh, Amari Cooper just actually eclipsed Derrick Henry uh, with that last touchdown, with that third touchdown of the day. Actually put him above Derrick Henry for the week. Yeah, and uh, in ESPN standard scoring, you are correct. Uh, Amari Cooper, 49.7 points. And Derrick Henry, 47.8 just goes to show, you know, what I was, what I always say on Thursday, and a lot of people don't listen. Oh, I played against Derrick Henry. I lost. Oh, I played Derrick Henry. I won. Like I said, you don't overreact to one player in one game on a Thursday, no matter how much he scores, because if you had Amari Cooper and your opponent had Derrick Henry, you matched him. You beat him. Well, I'm at saying least, at least you, said, you essentially up. matched him. You you yeah. didn't win a loop. I, I know what I'm you're saying. saying. Was, yeah, uh, you always pick on my words. I was picking on yours. Yeah, I think I think you essentially <laughs> you essentially matched that performance. I so, understand what you're saying. So, I was trying to have a little fun with you, Scotty. Okay, all right. I didn't realize that, but uh, <laughs> you know, you Giant fans aren't always fun. But you had fun today. That was for sure. Oh, stupid Giants. Yeah. Knew <laughs> you were rooting for Walsh. Although, you know, unfortunately, now they are seriously one game out of the wild card chance. How? How do you? How? 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 Just how? <laughs> Even without Odell Beckham. But uh, again, my point is, you know, you can't overreact to one player in one game, no matter what his production is. That does not decide your game. You know, with all respect to a major fantasy site that's out there. The Derrick Henry player blurb said, blurb said, congratulations if you had him, you advanced to your semifinals. No, you didn't necessarily do that, it's, you know, if you're playing against Amari Cooper. So, remember, now Thursday. Now, if you had Henry and Cooper, congratulations for advancing. Yeah, that's, that's different, but I'm not talking about <laughs> one player. I'm talking about two. You know, also, if you had George Kittle and, say, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you may, you, you may have also beaten the team with Derrick Henry as well. So, can never overreact to one player in one game. Thursday night does not mean a lead or it does not mean a deficit. It just means your guy 
went earlier than the others. Let's look at some injuries uh, that we're tracking from uh, today. Corey Clement uh, left today's game with a knee injury. Not that anybody was starting Corey Clement. LaShawn McCoy suffered a hamstring injury early against the Jets today. So uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Maybe it makes Chris Ivory the guy for the Buffalo Bills next week, uh, Jim. Yeah, I don't know how much I trust Ivory, but I get it. Yeah, definitely didn't look good for McCoy, so I'm not sure he comes back for next week. Ben Roethlisberger suffered a rib injury in the uh, third quarter of uh, Sunday's loss at Oakland. He has never won at Oakland. He's now 0-4 uh, as the Steelers botched a field goal attempt at, at the end of regulation. And uh, But he was able to return and leave that potential game-winning drive. Jordan Reed, uh, foot injury against the Giants. He didn't come back. Isaiah Crowell uh, suffered a foot injury, was not able to return against the Bills. Two other Jets running backs got in the end zone in that win. Uh, Cortland Sutton suffered a thigh injury. It didn't seem to be anything major, but he was not the premier receiver for the Denver Broncos, as we thought. But uh, we leave with Amari Cooper, uh, who had a, a career game today. And you remember he had a 200-yard game last year, but it wasn't quite like this. Ten catches for 217 yards and three touchdowns. Twice in three weeks, Amari Cooper has 180 yards or better. Uh, in week 12, he had eight catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns. This week, 10 catches for 217 and three. In the last three games, Amari Cooper has 26 catches for 473 yards and five touchdowns. Now, he, he had big games here and there when he was with Oakland, but with Dallas... You know, we're seeing a lot more consistent production. Uh, first game he played for them, you know, he didn't do too bad. He scored nearly 17 PPR points. He's been double figures, but all but one game. He's been a top 10 wide receiver in fantasy since he's moved over to Dallas. This uh, this only cements that, no doubt. Uh, he's definitely been, like you said, a lot more consistent since he's come over. Yeah, you, you got to wonder, maybe they just weren't trying to get the ball to him enough. Maybe Derek Carr didn't feel comfortable trying to throw that 50-50 ball, uh, you know, where Dak is having no problem with it. And, you know, who knows? The, the one thing we know is that Cooper is playing some good football right now. Yeah, it's not even the 50-50 ball. It's just like Dak is, like, throwing throwing rainbows to him when, he, when he's getting open. And, uh, you know, he's just better quarterback than Derek Carr, period. Uh, so, yeah, good move for Cooper here. You know, we're seeing more reliability. and We're actually seeing that high ceiling right now. You know, he's actually looking like that fantasy wide receiver one that people were drafting at, at in the last few years. George Kittle with a record-setting day for a tight end with 34 fantasy points, seven catches for 210 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, what can, what can you say about Kittle? You know, we all know he's a top three fantasy tight end. You might start arguing he's number two. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster today, eight catches. Wait, wait, from... wait, I, wait, I do have a question about Kittle before we yeah. move on. Kittle had such a great first half, he needed five yards in the second half to break the record, the all-time record, and didn't get it. How does that happen? <laughs> Are we complaining I mean, about if you're at, If you're San Francisco, how do you not feed him? <laughs> That ball in the second half to make sure he gets that record. If no other reason, just to do it because he's having such a great season for you. How do you not give him those five yards in the second half? Uh, just 
not the way things broke. But then again, if you're a fantasy player, I don't think you should comp- complain about the output. I wanted 300 yards. Oh, no, no. Uh, I'm not complaining as yeah. a fantasy owner. But if I was Kittle, I'd be a little annoyed. Oh, yeah. That's that's certainly strange. But uh, his team did win the game. So I don't know how annoyed he is. Uh, it's a rare win for the San Francisco 49ers. Juju Smith-Schuster, eight catches, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Smith-Schuster is really cruising uh, an important time of year. He has three 100-yard games in his last four. He's playing some good football right now. And, you know, this is just another one of those crazy games for Pittsburgh and just going the wrong way the last couple weeks for them. But, you know, they're still playing good football. They're just losing out at the important time at the end of the game. Um, Just bad timing on their part. Oakland, you know, going up to score against them at the end, just – don't expect that coming from them. Ezekiel Elliott, 114 rush yards today, uh, 12 catches for 79 yards. That's big. Uh, you know, 12 catches for 79 yards for Ezekiel Elliott. He promised he was going to good, but could come a, a better receiver this year. And you know, you look at Ezekiel Elliott. He has not caught less than five passes any of the last five games. Seems like he's coming on even stronger as a receiver as the year progresses. Absolutely. Look, none of the other wide receivers have stepped up at all. Uh, you know, Alan Hearns hasn't done anything. Michael Gallup, you know, a couple of here and there's, and that, that's about it. Cole Beasley had the one big game. That's about it. Um, you know, they needed somebody else to step up, and why not throw the ball to your best playmaker? We've been saying that all the time, and they just never did. Finally, they are starting to throw the ball to their best playmaker, and the fact that they have Cooper there, down the field is only opening things up more for Ezekiel Elliott. So he, he's playing some really good football right now, but it, it, it's the game scheme that these guys are coming up with that's really working well. Julio Jones today, eight catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. It was his most productive fantasy day of the season so far, uh, especially with the two touchdowns. Uh, first two-touchdown game of the year after he failed to score in the previous two weeks, but he does have five touchdowns in his last six games, and he faces Arizona and Carolina to finish the season, and he played through a foot injury. We've seen Julio do this before. Yeah, he's uh, he's playing good football now. They're finally trying to get him involved in the red zone and in you know, at the goal line, and that's a good thing, but he just made it, you know, they had a couple of nice plays for him today to get those two touchdowns. Uh, hey, you know what? It He's always going to get you there some way, whether he scores the touchdowns or not. He usually gets you there. Uh, but when he gets the touchdowns, that's just gold on top. All right. Uh, Saquon Barkley with 170 rushing yards and a touchdown. Added four catches for 27 yards. No Odell Beckham Jr., no problem. Yeah. Well, it was Washington, so let's not get carried away. Well, if he didn't do anything against Washington, then we'd be concerned. T.Y. Hilton had a shoulder injury. Dr. A uh, expressed concern about him on Friday, but uh, I guess uh, on Roto Experts in the morning, but I guess T.Y. Hilton listened uh, to Dr. A because he had his best game of the season and one of the best days of his career with nine catches for 199 yards. He now has three 100-yard games in his last four, and uh, he does have a tough matchup against Dallas next week, but uh, you know, then he does have the Giants in Week 16. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was injured earlier in the year. We uh, saw some down performances, but he is really coming on strong now down the fantasy home stretch here. Well, with luck playing so well as well, these two guys are tied in again as the number one, and 
again, they, you know, they're playing with a lot of, you know, three, four, five receivers that opposite him for the most part. Zach Pascal, you know, with a pretty decent game uh, opposite him. But, you know, there's just not a lot there that you consider consistent. So he's just making big plays. And, uh, you know, everybody was worried about playing him today. And, you know, we tried to steer him towards playing him. If he's on the field, you got to play him in that offense. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey with 63 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Six catches for 38 yards. Uh, McCaffrey continues to get it done in uh, the touchdown department. He did not have any rushing touchdowns in his first six games last year, but now he has he has seven rushing touchdowns in his last seven games. Uh, Kenny Stills with their appearance today. Eight catches, 135 yards, and a touchdown. It was his first 100-yard game since the season opener. There's nothing to see here. He gets Minnesota and Jacksonville next, so... Uh, yeah, don't react to this week and get Kenny Stills back in your lineup. Uh, it's so hard to trust Kenny Stills. He, he he always has these one, two big games a year, and the rest of the time he disappears. Uh, but Tannehill, you know, is, is playing some good football since he come back from the injury. All right, uh, Tom Brady going vintage today. You know, this is not the Tom Brady that we've seen all year. This was his... Uh, his best game since week five against Indianapolis when he had 341 yards and three touchdowns. That was actually early this year. Tom Brady had three three-touchdown games in his in – his, actually, he had, he had uh, four three-touchdown games in his first seven, but then, uh, then he had a string of three straight games with just zero, one, and zero. And then the last two weeks, just three total, but he rebounded to his early season form with 358 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions. But fantasy point-wise, it was his best week since week five. You know, this is the thing with Brady, you know, when, when you just when you start to doubt him, he bounces back with a game like this. You know, this looked like vintage Tom Brady, you know, even though, even though uh, New England lost the game and he's got Pittsburgh coming up next week. Yeah, he definitely looked... Well, he was throwing the ball with accuracy. He even threw the ball strongly downfield. It's something I was talking about this morning that he hadn't been doing well. Uh, he definitely launched a couple of deep passes today, one on a rope uh, for a touchdown. So, yeah, he, he played a good game. He looked like Tom Brady again. Uh, and, you know, we were talking about it this morning as well, that you can never discount him because he can always come through. Yeah, same thing with Rob Gronkowski. If you left him in your lineup, eight catches for 107 yards and a touchdown. It was his best game of the fantasy season and his best game since he caught seven passes for 123 yards and a touchdown. You know, maybe maybe Belichick was just keeping them under wraps and uh, not letting them loose until the stretch run here. Well, it, it was a great game right up until that last play when he was trying to play safety and it got totally outplayed uh, on that lateral play at the end of the game and Drake scored right past him and you know I understand why they had him on the field because they were expecting a Hail Mary you get your big tall guys out there you want to knock that ball down but that's not how Miami played it and it ultimately cost them well more importantly than that for fantasy purposes does this restore your faith fantasy wise in Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski Oh, sure. Now that we're getting into playoff time, it's really hard to discount either one of these guys. They can come up big at any time, and we've seen it too often to, to really just push it aside. Uh, a lot of people were asking me this morning about Joe Mixon saying they were worried about him if they fell behind, uh, You know that, that, that he'd be scripted out of the game. 
But the Bengals stick stick close. I said to him, you know, he is their entire offense. 138 yards from scrimmage from for Joe Mixon today. You got to maintain the confidence in him. You know, the guy has had six straight double figure performances, the two 20 point performances in his last three, and he's got Oakland and Cleveland coming up next. Yeah, I like Mixon. I was telling everybody, you know, that was worried about him to get him in their lineup today. You, you had to play him in this matchup. Uh, it really didn't. I, while I expected Chargers be up, I never expected them to be up as high, you know, as, as a lot of people did. So they always tend to play down to their opponent, and Bengals played a good game. So uh, they kept it tight, and Mixon was highly involved all game. Josh Johnson in relief of uh, Mark Sanchez today. 195 yards, a touchdown, an interception, and uh, seven carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, he did have 24 uh, fantasy points, but uh, I better not start here. And uh, should I start Josh Johnson? Oh, you're, or you're absolutely going to hear it. Yeah, you're absolutely going to hear it. Look, folks, it was the end of a game that was already blown out huge. The Giants were playing that prevent defense that usually means prevent winning, uh, but. Uh, you know, give the kid his due. He still came in and did something that Mark Sanchez kid? wasn't able to do at all. I don't think he's a kid anymore. No, that's a good point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's a kid to us. So speak for yourself. Everybody's a kid <laughs> to you. But, uh, you know, jo- Josh Johnson, they had no film on him either. So that makes a difference. All right. Coming up next, the rebound of a Brown. We'll talk about that next right here on Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here on the Fantasy Football Rewind, Scott England, Jim Day, recapping the first week of the playoffs for you, heading into Monday Night Football, and uh, Dak Prescott with a big day today, 455 passing yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions, Uh, a lot of these drives led to field goals, but some big plays with Amari Cooper, easily his... uh, Easily, like yardage-wise, one of the best performances of his career. But uh, with the, with uh, three turnovers, he ended up with less points than he did in Week 12 and uh, also in Week 6. So it was only his third best performance of the season. He's got Indianapolis and Tampa Bay coming up next. Can you trust Dak Prescott as a starter in your fantasy playoffs at this point? Ooh, I have a hard time with that. Uh, there's so many other choices I like better. Uh, pretty much every week. So he's really hard to get into that top 12 and what you would consider a, a full-time starter in the playoffs. They're playing better now, and he, he definitely has that edge. But like you said, those turnovers can can really drag him right back down. Yeah, so we saw three of them today. But, uh, you know, we've only seen one turnover in the last four games heading, 
last four games before this. So how much are you really worried about that? Well, he's been fumbling the ball all season. I mean, he's had a few uh, fumbles that, that have hurt him. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. You've got to be worried about it a little bit. All right. Uh, Jarvis Landry with another big performance. That's two weeks in a row. He had three catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. But he also had uh, he also had two carries for 54 yards and a touchdown. Jarvis Landry was a big disappointment up until you had to say about the last week between week four and uh, and week 12. He'd only uh, he'd only cracked 12 fan 12 PPR points one time. Have you restored your confidence in Jarvis Landry as Denver and Cincinnati next? Well, restored confidence is one thing. He, you know, definitely had a good game this week, had a good game last week. Uh, you know, he's been up and down all season. But in reality, I mean, he's only been uh, not a double-digit performer in three weeks of the season. So he's been pretty good, just not what we expected. We definitely expected more. We're starting to see a little bit of that now. And he came really close uh, to being one of only three players. Well, actually, because he didn't. Oh, there's only been two players who have ever thrown a touchdown, caught a touchdown, and rushed a touchdown in the same game. And Landry went for that today with a passing play where he tried to go for the touchdown, didn't make it. But there's only two players who have ever done all three in the same game. And one is Walter Payton, which makes all the sense in the world. The other is David Patton of the New England Patriots. Not a name I, I would associate with that. a feat like that. I'm sorry? Well... I vaguely remember that, but he didn't accomplish it, so he's not in that company. I know, uh, but it was just an yeah. interesting stat. That's all. I just thought it was interesting. Okay, he was almost part of that group. That's all right. It. Uh, Ryan Tannehill just 19 attempts today, but threw three touchdown passes. Uh, that's two two consecutive three touchdown games in a row for Tannehill. But uh, with Minnesota and all the haphazard Jacksonville Jaguars coming back up, it's like, uh, yeah. I don't think I have any faith in Tannehill. Have, he'll have games like this every once in a while. Julian Edelman, nine catches well, for the, 80. The other problem with Tannehill is he, at the end of the game, though, he was visibly limping. Uh, they said they had to tape up his right ankle, so don't be surprised if, if they run some tests on that. He could have done some damage to that ankle. Yeah, ankle's always an issue uh, You know that can keep a player out. Julian Edelman, nine catches for 86 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Andrew Luck, 399 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, nice bounce-back game from him. Tyree Kill playing through injuries. Looked like he injured his arm early in the game, and then uh, he was noticeably limping because of a groin injury late. But still, uh, eight catches for 139 yards and uh, a key 48-yard reception uh, towards the end of regulation that uh, that kept Kansas City's hopes alive. Uh, very admirable about how Tyree Kill played through the played through the injuries today. Oh yeah, and it was no doubt he was definitely hurting every time. But that, once he got on that field, he, he was balling out and, and doing everything they wanted him to do and more. So you you gotta love when players are out there fighting like that the way he did. And yeah, you know, I, I hats off for Tyree Hill for going out there and playing hurt, obviously hurt. Devontae Adams gets in the end zone again today. That's seven catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. And uh, he, he has scored in all but three games this year, and he's had two touchdown two touchdown games. I don't know in terms of uh, uh, touchdown reliability if anybody's better than Devontae Adams right now. 
Uh, maybe McCaffrey? <laughs> well, I guess a wide receiver. Okay, well, wide receiver, I can't really think of anybody, no. Okay. I th- he's got 11, 11 touchdowns so far. And uh, he's got Chicago and the Jets next. Uh, I don't care who he plays. I'll, I'll start him against Chicago. Michael Thomas, 11 catches for 98 yards today. Uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, got off a little bit of a slow start. But uh, you got to remember, a football game is four quarters, and you shouldn't complain on Twitter about, you know, when you're not getting ideally what you want in the second quarter because he finished with 377 yards, two touchdowns, and a one interception. He got you over 20 points today. Uh, you know, if that's the floor for Patrick Mahomes, you know, I'll take it. And there were a lot of people asking on social media, et cetera, and the Roto Experts exclusive edge Slack chat, should they bench Mahomes for Phillip Rivers? Mahomes is matchup proof, and you can't always assume the defense is going to win the matchup. You know, fantasy players still do that. Today, today's league is a passing league where offenses dominate, and defenses rarely shut opponents down anymore. And uh, you should be asking those kind of questions even less about benching Patrick Mahomes. No matter, no matter who he faces, Patrick Mahomes is going to bring it. He's just playing too good to ever think about benching. I totally 100% agree with you. And the, the, the stat I loved about Mahomes coming into today is his 41 touchdowns equaled what Rodgers and Brady had done to that point together. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of good stats about Patrick Mahomes out there right now. Travis Kelsey with another good game, seven catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. Matt Ryan with 262 yards, three touchdowns, and uh, one interception as uh, the team played catch-up. It was his first three-touchdown game since Week 9, uh, Fantasy Taz. Well, we, we kind of expected both of these teams to, to throw it up there. And, you know, he was playing, of course, from behind. And so you had to abandon the run for the most part. And he had to put the ball in the air. And we kind of expected that. But, you know, I don't Three touchdowns, always nice to get. If you had to play them in, in fantasy playoffs, you were very happy with that. A lot of people probably veered away from Matt Ryan, though, in favor of other guys or the way he's been playing. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of speculation about how much he would throw the ball, what kind of numbers we would get with no Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin. And 169 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Wasn't a whole lot better than what we've seen. You know, Aaron Rodgers is still not playing like an elite fantasy quarterback. Yeah, no, they, we expected, you know, some change with McCarthy out and, you know, maybe they'd get back to using, you know, Aaron Jones a lot in this game. And that didn't really happen, at least not till late. But for some reason, they didn't use him at all early in the game. Uh, it was just a weird game from that perspective. You know, they got out early and had the lead. and But it just wasn't exactly what we expected with the changeover. We, we thought we'd see more from him. Yeah, uh, Aaron Jones actually had 17 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown, so that certainly was encouraging. We talked about Roethlisberger, uh, 282 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, yeah, and you have to remember he didn't play for about a quarter, so it could have been a 300-yard, three-touchdown sort of game. And you know, everybody talks about the home road split narrative. It's like it's really been destroyed this year. You know, The first game against Cleveland was not good, but there were three touchdown passes at Tampa Bay in week three. Then they had, then they had, uh, you had Cincinnati at 369 passing yards at Baltimore, 272 touchdowns at Jacksonville, 314 passing yards, 
two touchdowns, uh, 462 yards at Denver, and 282 uh, and two today, which was with the same thing he had at home. Uh, you know, if you if you're talking about Ben Red's home Ben's home road splits, then go back to 217. You know, because that's 2017 uh, before that, because that's where you belong. I don't know. You want me to comment on that? I'm not going to comment on it. Okay. All right. I guess. <laughs> all I all I will say is his three worst games of the year were on the road, but that's it. Yeah, but they weren't. Well, one of them was in week one, and he still threw for 300 yards, and you know none of them. That 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 was a bad game at Cleveland, but that was that was week one. He scored 24 points in week three, 21.6. I'm quoting ESPN standard scoring. Uh, yeah. In week, in week six, 25.2, 20.7, 20.3, and 19.3. So uh, he's had a really good year. I don't know if his worst games are that bad anyway. Uh, Jameis Winston, 213 passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception, five carries for 47 yards. Uh, this was a disappointing performance uh, slightly. He did get you 19.2 points, but... I think people were expecting more upside here. Everybody was expecting more upside here going up against New Orleans, figuring he'd have to throw a lot in this game to, to stay in the game with New Orleans. And yet it, it, it didn't work out like anybody expected. Let's face it, uh, you know, none of his receivers except the tight end, Brake, who scored the two touchdowns. And he only had two receptions for 12 yards with those two touchdowns. I mean, Mike Evans, Humphreys, Chris Godwin were all guys that were discussed all week. All Everybody liked them, thought they were going to be good plays this week, and none of them did anything. And Godwin ended up with one catch for 13 yards. Killed people today. Winston didn't exactly kill people, but you didn't get the upside, especially if you yeah, played him in daily. Winston, the receivers certainly receivers. stunk it up, like like you said, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, the two touchdowns, you know, you certainly credit for that. He did have he did have a twenty point he did have just under a twenty point game so it didn't kill you but uh, in seasonal uh, certainly you certainly probably didn't cash out I mean you you likely didn't cash out in daily you know with the, with that kind of production but this is the danger always I think with the Tampa Bay quarterback is that you never know what you're going to get for sure. Uh, yeah, it, we expected more. I can't really say more than that. He, he did throw the one interception today, so he broke that streak. But uh, like you said, uh, a fair game for him. Uh, he definitely still beat out a lot of other quarterbacks. So, you know, you got that working for you. But it was more the effect on the wide receivers that I think really hurt a lot of people in season-long leagues this week. Yeah, I think for uh, people forget how good the, the New Orleans Saints defense is playing right now. They haven't allowed more than 17 points in five consecutive games, Jim. I understand that, but you still expect a shootout. You still expect garbage yards at the very least in a game like this where you expect New Orleans to get up early. Um, and it just never seemed to come together for, for those three receivers. Maybe we should change expectations against New Orleans. Well, there you go. Yeah. Maybe All we right, should have uh, said that this morning. Yeah. Well, you knew this was going to happen. Uh, Damian Williams today was actually the more productive of the two Kansas City running backs. Uh, he only had eight carries for 14 yards, but he did have a rushing touchdown, and he also had a receiving touchdown. And uh, Spencer Ware briefly left this game with a shoulder injury as well. Uh, Damian Williams, is he going to be somebody that people should be, pick up and – uh, you know, Spencer Ware with 75 rushing yards today. 
Yeah, this is going to be like, you know, Reed was warning us this was going to be a committee. Um, you know, with Spencer Ware getting hurt, I wouldn't be surprised if Sharkhandrick West gets into some playing time next week. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard one to, to to roll with on one side with Ware and, you know, with the other guys, you just don't know what you're going to get from week to week. I think it's going to be hard. I do, you know, Williams could get that a little bit more playing time, but how can you count on two touchdowns from a guy who has 12 touches? Yeah, it's not something you count on Williams. I mean, Spencer Ware still started. He played most of the snaps, but Spencer Ware is mediocre. You know, he's he's okay. He's nothing special. Uh, Chuck Hendrick West, you know, was inactive today, and he's been on the street for 13 weeks. So, you know, it's not, not somebody I feel really in the, in the equation. I think this is going to be Spencer Ware with uh, Damian Williams continuing to play a satellite role. Lamar Jackson today, 147 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 13 carries for uh, 71 yards. Uh, you got another nice day from him in terms of fantasy points, 19. But, uh, you know, everybody talks about the rushing upside. But I have to say, after four starts, you know, there's not enough passing to, like, you know, consider him a starter over many other fantasy quarterbacks. It's true. It's hard to rely on. Although he did get you the two to- two touchdowns today, he-, he made quite a few nice throws in this game. I'll-, I'll give him that. But without that passing upside attached to that running, it, you know, 70 yards rushing isn't going to get it done if he's throwing for less than 150 yards. Very true. You need that yardage. Uh, Carson Wentz today, 228 passing yards, but three touchdowns for Carson Wentz. But uh, Wentz has not cracked uh, 20 fantasy points since week 10. He's kind of reverted to being a fantasy backup this year. Uh, Keenan Allen, five catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. I think we expected a little bit more, but you'll take it. You know, that certainly doesn't hurt you. Jared, well, we Co- definitely expected more. I, I agree with that. I expected him to go off on the Cincinnati defense today. And, you know, like you said, you'll take 18.8 points. But, man, we definitely thought he'd have more against this defense. This, they played a, a, a more solid game. I'm talking about Cincinnati. Their defense played a more solid game than we expected. And I think it put the Chargers back a little bit. Yeah, well, Allen's, uh, Allen scored in five consecutive games. And uh, he's got Kansas City in a big game on Thursday night. So nothing really to complain about. Jared Cook, seven catches for 116 yards. Another good game for Cook. Josh Allen rushed for 100 yards again today. Uh, nine carries for 101 yards. Uh, that is two. That's uh, you know when you look, when you look at his stats, it's a, it's a little amazing. Uh, 100 yards in two consecutive games. Uh, but he's got to have the passing production with it too. Like we were saying about Jackson, uh, 206 passing yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, it was under 20 points when all is said and done, uh, and he's he's got Detroit next week. But if his floor is going to be 18 points, you know you have to con- you really have to consider him as a fantasy starter for the rest of your playoffs. Yeah, it was the three you know the three turnovers he had to fumble as well. The three turnovers pulled him underneath that 20 point mark, uh, you know, and that's what's going to happen. That's what you got you're going to get every once in a while out of rookie quarterbacks. But again, uh, uh, like you said, a hundred yard performance. That just does give him such a nice floor if he continues to do that. Yeah, but he also has five turnovers in the last two games. Well, so that, that's, that's, that's the flip side of Josh Allen. And, you know, maybe exactly. why you can't start him and maybe why he isn't a top 14 fantasy quarterback. You know, there's not enough passing yardage from Lamar Jackson. You know, there's not, 
you know, there's not enough protecting the football with Josh Allen. So those are two things we gotta consider before we really consider starting them. All right, coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about the Houston Texans, and we'll also look at the wide receivers for the Denver Broncos. That's coming up next here on the Fantasy Football Rewind on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back here on the Fantasy Football Rewind. Scott Engel and Jim Day. Capitalize on all the on-field action at BetDSI with a user-friendly mobile site, web interface, and the fastest payouts in the industry. From the upcoming NFL games to college football bowl games and the next big soccer match, they have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge and utilize live betting at BetDSI where you can wager virtually at any time during a contest capitalizing on in-game circumstances. Utilize your daily fantasy skills without the constraints of salary caps and wager on player props. There are so many ways to make money. Use the promo code FNTSY18 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. And then once you've opened up your account, go to DailyRoto.com. Click on Contact Us and send us your BetDSI username, and we'll give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. That's access to all sports, tools, and optimizers. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI today to win on so many levels. That's promo code FNTSY18 to get your 100% deposit bonus match and one month free on DailyRoto.com. Back to some of the top performers of this week. Uh, Nick Chubb gets in the end zone again, 66 rushing yards and a touchdown, also four catches for 17 yards. Nick Chubb has scored in five consecutive games. He's got Denver and Cincinnati uh, next. Nick Mullins with uh, 332 passing yards, two touchdowns and one interception. One interception. And last week he had a uh, 414-yard games. In his last two 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 games, he has uh, 700. And 46 passing yards with four touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, he's got Seattle again next week, and then he's got Chicago. So it might be a little bit tough, though, in uh, two quarterback leagues. Deshaun Watson, disappointing today. 267 passing yards, one touchdown, no interception, five carries for 35 yards. Uh, it just seems like whenever we want to trust Deshaun Watson again, he has a down game this season. Yeah, he's been really tough to, to stay with and, and want to see. Look, he, he's got good numbers on the season, but he's had a lot of game, up and down games. And, you know, it, it, the consistency, it just isn't there. 
In two out of his last four games, he's had under 20 points. The other two games, he had 31 and 20. So it's not really – he's not blowing up. He's only had one passing touchdown in three of those last four games as well. So it's just not there for him right now. He's not getting the fantasy value. And, of course, we know that they – you know, they lost the game today to, to kill their streak as well. So, you know, it, they, they were doing well in the winning column, but they weren't playing anybody good. Now they're going to start playing a couple of teams that are good. Let's see if they're for real. All right. Well, they got the Jets next week, so that doesn't happen yet. And then they got Philly, That's a good point. I who's kind of mediocre. Jets. So they, outside of beating Man, Dallas. Okay, wait, no, I'm th- yeah, I'm thinking of the wrong team. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, my bad. Outside, outside of beating Dallas, you know, uh, you can make a case that none of them wins are impressive, but uh, you know, winning teams beat who they're supposed to beat. But that they didn't do that today. You know, that's no. you know, that's the biggest key. But you know, with the with the Jets in Philadelphia coming back, uh, do you think Watson can bounce back and can you start him in your final two fantasy playoff games if you advance? Well, I like him against Philly, and I probably like him against the Jets. I, I think he'll be a top twelve quarterback in each of those games. Uh, yeah, you know. He, the, Philly secondary is still decimated with injuries. And, you know, they got a couple of guys back, but they're still playing uh, mostly backups for across the board there. So, yeah, I think he could definitely do some damage there. You know, he, he just needs to get his, his wide receivers going. Hopkins, you know, scored late, but didn't really do much else. Uh, Demarius Thomas again with a, with a nothing type of game. And Kiki Kute missed another one. So he needs to get these guys all on the field at the same time. Yeah, Lamar Miller did not have a good game today. Uh, Indianapolis defense has played better than people is going to give it credit for. Uh, Denver losing today uh, at San Francisco uh, in, a, in a game where you say, look, they don't win that game. They don't deserve to be a playoff team, and that's exactly what happened. And it's kind of dangerous fantasy-wise to, like, you know, put a lot of expectation on a rookie when he specs into a number one role. And you only saw two catches for 14 yards from Cortland Sutton. Meanwhile, Deshaun Hamilton was the most productive fantasy receiver. Uh, seven catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. And, boy, we saw a lot of Tim Patrick today. Five catches for 78 yeah. yards. Yeah, he, Case Keenum was looking his way a lot. He'll probably be a hot pickup this week. But, uh, you know, Cortland Sutton was very disappointing if you played him today. Might have helped you get eliminated in some cases. Well, and that's the problem. I, I mean, not only is he a rookie wide receiver, which are always up and down anyway, very inconsistent on the history of the, the position, uh, but when you step into that number one role, you know, can you do that against the top defenders? And, you know, you just never know until they actually get out there and do it. And yeah. today he just got shut down. Yeah, and they, well, they were only facing one top defender in Richard Sherman. You know, he could really tear up the, you know, the right side of that secondary. Right. Yeah, it just it, it didn't make any sense. It's almost like they didn't scheme to try and get him away from him, try to move him around, try to get him the ball in other ways. Uh, they just didn't do that at all. It just went to the two guys that were open. And uh, we also we all talked a lot. You know, I said at least today today that, uh, and I was saying over the weekend, everybody was so hot on Justin Jackson and really wanted him to be a factor there. But I said, what fantasy players want and what they get might be two <laughs> different things. And Austin Eckler, uh, you know, had uh, had 94 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown, and Justin Jackson was not a factor at all today. Well, look, we, we knew that, you know, Justin Jackson needed the game script. He needed them to be ahead, um, which was a distinct possibility. 
We, you know, if that happened, then we expected him to get a lot of work in the second half, especially with you know, all the talk about Eckler being banged up and tired and all that. If they got up to a lead, then Justin Jackson was going to come in and should have been able to tear apart this Bengals defense, who's the worst in the league against the running back all season. Uh, unfortunately, game scripts be damned. They didn't want to read the same script that we did, and it just didn't work out since he played a tight game, kept themselves in it all game, didn't give Jackson the chance to get out there. I don't think that's the full reason, reasoning why everybody wanted to start him because he looked good last week against Pittsburgh at a tough run defense. Uh, you know, watch, watching him with the eyeball test, even of the average fan, you know, they were assuming, you know, this guy looks better than Eckler. He should get more carries. You know, if – if you're talking about that he should have played a lot when it should have been a blowout, well, that means that he's the backup. And I think people expect him to be more than a backup today, and it just didn't happen. Well, yeah, I, I can't speak for others. I didn't expect him to be more than a backup. I, I expected him to get the chance in the second half with them ahead, and it just didn't come to fruition. So you are you are recommending playing him then? Well, it depended on the option. I thought he might have been in play, but I, I wasn't you know, going out and saying play him. I did that with Jeff Wilson, and that didn't quite work out so well either because they didn't get him involved in the passing game this week. <laughs> Robert Foster with his uh, with his second hundred yard game in his last four, he's had more than ninety receiving yards in three of his last four, uh, and he's only owned in one point two percent of ESPN leagues. Should you pick be picking up Robert Foster, who's got Detroit and New England next? Oh man. <laughs> um, Foster, Zay Jones, uh, I just – Buffalo offense, ah, just I have a hard time tri- the trusting numbers them have in been my there. Tennessee playoffs. Yeah, they've been up and down there. <laughs> Three of the last um, four weeks, he's got 90 yards. And what did he get in the other one? He's hardly pl- – since he, 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 he hasn't played at all since week 10. This is this has been his season. Uh, well, actually, like, he played week two, but they – they activate him off the practice squad for week 10, and since he's done that, he's had three 90-yard games. Yeah, fair enough. That's just, uh, I don't know. I have a hard time with Buffalo players in the fantasy playoffs. All right. You you were talking up Josh Allen this morning. Well, I did. I was, but that was based on his rushing prowess. <laughs> okay, so he has a problem with them in the passing game. I get it. Uh Elijah McGuire today shows up for 60 yards and a touchdown, 23 receiving yards, but uh, you can't start him confidently in your fantasy playoffs. Also on Jeffrey with an emotional performance today, six catches for 50 yards. It was his first touchdown reception since week one, Jim. Week Why'd seven, I'm sorry. A, what about it was emotional? I missed that. Uh, you know, well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey was just very emotional today on the field. You know, one oh, drive, yeah, they, one drive they failed to convert. He started banging on the turf. Oh, uh, really? You know, oh, yeah, another, <laughs> another one. He, he just, like, when he scored a touchdown, you know, uh, you know, was, was very emotional about it. Uh, you know, just very fired up today in this game. Well, there you go. You know, tough divisional rivalry. I get it. They're trying to, trying to climb back into the tie for the league of uh, – the division, I get that too. So, yeah, hey, I like guys that play with passion. So you go for it, Alshon. All right, but despite that, uh, you know the big fantasy takeaways: first touchdown reception since week seven. Are you you, you regain faith in him, or it's just been too no. long of a too long of a <laughs> no. you know run I have between no touchdowns? Faith, no faith in Philadelphia at this point, except for Ertz, and 
You know, we saw how that worked out today. But that, you know, it's going to happen to everybody once in a while. He's been so good, you can't really give him crap about a bad game. Ian Thomas, uh, nine catches for 77 yards today. And uh, you know, had five for 46 last week. Is this a guy that, you know, if you don't have one of the top tight ends, that you could start him? Uh, he was adding 25.2% of leagues this past week with being owned in zero the week before. Absolutely. 11 targets today. I love that. Um, definitely, I'll take, take a shot on that again. You know, we know that Nick Cam likes to throw to his tight end. Uh, and Thomas looked good today. He was running some nice routes, got open pretty easily, and they just kept going back to him. So, you know, I, I think he's definitely a guy in play for the tight ends. You know, I, I, I don't know. He's just – he is playing well right now. They should keep him involved. He does have the Saints next week who, who have been pretty good against tight ends, but I still think he should be in play. But after that, he's got the Falcons in week 16. Could definitely be in play there. Eric Ebron with four catches for 65 yards and a touchdown today. That was his 12th touchdown of the season. He's got Dallas next week. Yeah, Ebron has, has been a monster. There's no doubt about it. He's uh, he's had an exceptional season. Everybody was, you know, was down on him before this season because he just never seemed to get it done in Detroit. And yet he comes over and he's having the season of a lifetime. I think he's got, what, 13 total touchdowns because of the one rushing touchdown as well. Yes. Uh, it's just an exceptional year for him. And now with Doyle out of the picture, I'll be honest, I kind of thought more, but I'll take 16 and a half from a, a tight end. 33 rushing yards and five catches for 19 yards for Lamar Miller, but he did have a touchdown today. And uh, he's now going to have four consecutive double-figure performances in PPR and six in his last seven. And he's got the Jets in Philadelphia next. Yeah, it's looking good for Miller. I mean, Dante Foreman is back, but he was inactive today. There's still concerns about his conditioning, whether he's going to do anything. And, of course, we saw Alfred Blue vulture the first touchdown. So Miller could have had a bigger game without that. But, hey, you'll take 16 points from Miller any day you can get it. And he's definitely been running harder the last month than he did all the beginning of the season. If you you spent all your fab on Jalen Samuels, uh, you're probably disappointed in the rushing yards, but uh, you had to like the receiving production. Jalen Samuels added in 81% of leagues this past week. Uh, he only had 28 rushing yards, but he had seven catches for 64 yards. Stephen Ridley did get a short rushing touchdown, but he still gave you 16 points today. And uh, But I think people were expecting more against the Raiders, but he certainly didn't hurt you. Well, no, 16 points, you'll take that pretty much any time you can get it. Um, and, you know, it was the receiving game that we thought he would be the better at, and that's exactly where he shined. Uh, we know he can catch tight end in college. We know he's got those hands. And if you ended up using him at tight end in Yahoo, you, you loved it, those points you got from him. Oh, yeah, certainly with the uh, with, with a little bit of rushing production, but not much. You only got two points of rushing production. No, yeah, I think you would like a little, a little bit more of that. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara today with uh, 87 yards from scrimmage and five receptions. You still got your 15 points in the PPR. I think you expected more from Tampa Bay. Uh, Randall Cobb with five catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but I don't think you'd have any confidence in him going forward. Uh, we mentioned Cameron Brait with his two touchdowns. Philip Lindsay with only 30 rushing yards on four carries, but he still 
had a touchdown. Uh, you know, Philip Lindsay continues to get it done every single week. Uh, he has scored in double figures uh, all but one game this year in uh, in fantasy PPR, and he's got Cleveland and Oakland coming up next. Oh, he's been the steal of the year. Uh, definitely the waiver wire pickup of the year, bar none. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people, oh, well, Connor was a waiver wire pickup. Okay, he might have been in some leagues, but in most of the leagues, like Scott and I play, Connor was drafted. Um, so Lindsay is definitely that next guy up as a waiver wire pickup of the year. And uh, just a sensational year. Kid is, is tough as nails. Um, I like him because they call him the Tasmanian Devil. So, you know, I, I'm definitely uh, on his side. I see. It's a Homer thing. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, uh, Kenyon Drake today with 24 rushing yards, but then uh, one one catch for 55 yards and a touchdown. It turned out to be a historic one. Uh, yeah. Kenyon Drake has now scored uh, four times in his last three games, but he's got Minnesota and Jacksonville coming up next. Kenyon Drake isn't getting enough touches, but he's making the most of every touch. Well, I mean that that crazy play at at the end of the game for the lateral and everything. I mean he did some he made some nice moves to get that touchdown. Uh, so I, you got to give him credit for that. Was really, you know, before that play, just blowing up fantasy owners. So you'll take what you can get any way you can get it. And that, you know, the fact that they gave him the 55 yards as a touchdown, even though it was lateral like five times, we'll take it. David Johnson today, 49 rushing yards, and uh, but eight catches. <laughs> but for 12 they yards. were just for 12 yards. <laughs> this is the David Johnson that we saw early in the in the year. We thought it'd be better. Uh, he does have Atlanta next week, though. Oh, yeah, but eight catches for 12 yards. How do you do that, David? Come on now. Come on now. You you were the one talking smack at the beginning of the year that you were going to get back to form 2016 and you were going to rip it off this year. Man, where's that passion? We haven't seen it. No, we haven't. He was coming off of a pair of uh, two games where he was under nine fantasy points, Jim. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He just doesn't seem to have that passion. And, you know, I, I, if it's just because he's playing on a bad team and they have no hope, and you know, I, I feel bad for him that he is, but you got to play through those kind of things. So come on, David, you got to step up. Show us that passion you had in the preseason. Well, the, the uh, Cardinals just went out, and it seemed like it, they spent everything on, in their victory against Green Blake because they were just completely flat today. Yes, they were. They just, and it could very well be such a big game to go go win a game like that. You got to feel good about yourself, and maybe they just got caught looking. Drew Brees today with two hundred passing, one passing yards, two touchdowns, one interception. It's his last two road games, uh, he has thrown just one touchdown, but he's got Carolina uh, on the road next, and Pittsburgh at home. Are you worried about him outdoors next week? Uh, you got to be a little bit. Like you said, the, the road splits have definitely been hurting him of late. But the rushing touchdown helped him today. Uh, I, I'm not loving him. <laughs> All right. A timeshare in Baltimore, that's next. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh,
Fantasy Football Rewind. Back here on the Fantasy Football Rewind. Taking a look at the first round of your fantasy playoffs. What to expect when you go ahead. Scott Engel and Jim Day. Jim, I bet in the 80s, maybe uh, Joe Galina didn't have it right, but I can confidently say that you were probably wearing a Mark Vavaro jersey and giant Zubaz pants. Well, the Bavaro jersey, absolutely. The Zubaz pants, no. <laughs> I, he was a Zubaz pants kind of guy. Um, no, I've always been a jeans guy. All right. Uh, or maybe a Zubaz hat? Yeah, don't wear hats. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I haven't collect. worn a hat since playing Little League. Oh, wow. <laughs> I actually like collect hats. Uh, I think I have about over 30 Seattle Seahawks hats and oh, probably nice. about cool. 15 New York Mets hats, roughly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a big hats guy. Yeah. Uh, and that's not counting knit hats, though. That's just baseball caps. But, uh, you know, let's go back and you know, look at week 14 here. Uh, Baltimore's uh, busiest running back was still Gus Edwards with 16 carries for 57 yards. But we saw more of Kenneth Dixon today with eight carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he got the goal line carry today. How concerned do we have to be about a timeshare here? We thought we had something of a workhorse in Gus Edwards. Yeah, it, it's definitely concerning as far as I'm concerned. I mean, Dixon was running hard today. Um, he, he was he was definitely out there. He was playing his ass off and, uh, you know, looked like he really was hungry for it. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. I mean, they did used to like Dixon a lot. It'll be interesting to see if he does become a part of this and we end up either with a timeshare or, or even worse. Yeah, now here's the thing is that, you know, this team is not throwing the ball at all. So, you know, the three runners might be Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and Kenneth Dixon. Right. Those are the, you know, those can, might be the three prime offensive players. I agree. I can't, can't argue that fact at all. Uh, you know, you, you got to hope and pray that one of the receivers makes a play and does something if you have to start him. But, boy, I couldn't start any of them with any kind of confidence moving forward at all. Dante Pettis scored for the third consecutive week. And now has four touchdown receptions in his last three games. Uh, next week, he's got Seattle, who he burned for a 75-yard score last week. And then he's got Chicago. It's uh, Look, these rookie receivers are hard to trust. But uh, the last three weeks for Dante Pettis have been pretty darn good. And uh, he's owning less than 20% of leagues still. It's like people don't believe in it. Well, it, again, it's hard to trust rookie wide receivers, especially when you know we're just starting to see him come into his own ever since they, you know, started playing him in the slot. We've seen him be, you know, a lot more productive for fantasy. And while he didn't have a great game, that touchdown definitely put you into double digits, exactly what you're hoping for there. So he, he covered his end, uh, even with the three catches. But, uh, you know, with those those two games coming up, he is going to be hard to play in the fantasy playoffs. Well, he already um, did burn Seattle. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. And, you I, I know, just he, find it hard to believe he does it again. Well, he's done, here's, here's the thing that's in his favor. He's done it three weeks in a row. Uh, you know, if you pick, if you okay. pick a flyer well, on Traquan Smith and Cortland Sutton, you know, why not take the flyer on Dante Pettis? Well, two different reasons. First of all, I, I 
take a I would take a flyer on Pettis before I would on Traquan Smith. <laughs> I'd take a flyer on a lot of guys before Traquan Smith because Traquan Smith is in that same old Ted Ginn role, and he's going to have a couple big games a year, and most of the time he's going to be there just trying to stretch defense. That's his role. Uh, Pettis in the slot should be much more involved usually. Uh, we did he did see another seven targets. I like that. Uh, we know that Mullins likes to go those short routes and get those guys involved. And you know, I think he's in play, but I don't. I couldn't play him against Chicago. Could you? Uh, I think I'd have trouble doing it, but I might consider him against Seattle, considering what he did the last time against them. They'll be more aware of it, but I still don't think they should shut him down. As for Traquan Smith. Maybe he's playing that role this year, but I think going forward, I think he's a lot more talented and has no, no, a lot more potential I, I do than too. I do too. I'm, Yeah, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying yeah. right now, this year, his object is mostly to take the top off the defense and try and open it up a little bit. Baker Mayfield today, uh, 238 passing yards, one touchdown. Uh, Mayfield's cooled off a little bit. He has one t- touchdown in each of his last two games. He's got two uh, touchdown passes. And four, three interceptions in his last two last two games. Uh, he slowed down a little bit here. I definitely expected more out of Mayfield today against Carolina. I thought they would uh, have a chance to, to do something against this defense that's just been not doing it. And and you know for fantasy he didn't do it, but of course for the NFL he did it. He got the win. Uh, this Cleveland team is is playing some good football. They ended up getting the win. But just not a huge fantasy day for Baker Mayfield. And, you know, uh, it it wasn't like, you know, he was going to be a top 12 guy. He was one of those guys you were hoping would, you know, have the upside to go above that. He just didn't have it today. DeAndre Hopkins, four catches for 36 yards and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins uh, hasn't had a 100-yard game and has just gone over 80 just once in his last four games. Yeah, it's uh, he's another one that's just getting hard to trust him. For whatever reason, Watson's just not going to him. I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. He had 10 targets today. I just don't understand. I didn't get a chance to see this whole game. I only saw little snippets. When I go back and review the game later, I'll have a better idea. But I just don't understand what was going on. Was Watson that far off the mark all game? Was Hopkins not running good routes? I just don't know at this point. Looks to me like nobody was getting open today, but... Look, he has still got you 13 and a half points, and he's been double figures in uh, in every game this season. I think you just expect more from DeAndre Hopkins. Phillip Rivers, 220 passing yards, one touchdown, and uh, no interceptions. It was uh, it was Philip Rivers's uh, worst statistical performance of the season, which actually, you know, kind of surprising when you talk about the opposition. Yeah, Cincinnati, that's what I mean. Sometimes you just don't – everything looks great on paper. It looks like it should go one way. It just doesn't. This was the first game all year that Phillip Rivers didn't throw for multiple touchdowns. And against Cincinnati, it just – sometimes this game just does not make any sense. By the way, our colleague uh, Mike Blewett at Desperation had to start Seth Roberts today, and he got him five catches for 75 yards. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he was happy about I was thinking that. Of him. Absolutely. <laughs> That was uh, uh, that was nice. Yeah, you, def- you know, you hate, you love when you have to 
when you play somebody out of desperation, like you have no choice, and they end up having a good game, that, that that's an awesome feeling. You're, you're sitting there knowing, at least beforehand, ah, they're not going to do anything, especially since Roberts was questionable coming into the game. Besides, you just don't expect him to do anything, but you have to start him. you got no choice. And then he goes out and has a game like this. That you got to love when that happens. Mike Evans with another disappointing performance today. Four catches for 86 yards. That four times in his last six games where he did not crack 13 PPR points. Yeah, Evans. Evans and Winston have always been, you know, so inconsistent with each other. And it just, it doesn't make sense. You know, could it be another thing? Like, you know, we always talk about that with Cooper, with Derek Carr. Maybe it's the same type of thing. Winston just doesn't feel comfortable enough trying to throw, you know, balls that Evans is going to fight for or, you know, have to throw him open. It just doesn't seem to come together too often for the two of them. Mark Ingram today, 13 carries for 52 yards and and a touchdown. Uh, that was Ingram's uh, that was Ingram's first touchdown in uh, his last last three games. Uh, he had those back to back 100 yard games in weeks 10 and 11, but uh, since then he's only had 131 rushing yards total. Yeah, it just you know he's really been becoming game script type of thing. You got to wait till they get ahead, and then he gets some playing time. Until then, it's all Kamara. Uh, we expected them to get a little bit more ahead than they really did today, and and he just didn't get enough touches. I mean, yeah, you you were lucky to get the touchdown, get your double digits. You'll take it, but you definitely expected more. Yeah, certainly, but you you, you never know. Uh... Yeah, Kamara's always going to are going to be the lead back. It's just like you can't rely on Mark Ingram whatsoever. Uh, you wonder what kind of workload he would get on another team. Uh, Curtis Samuel with four catches for eighty yards. Uh, Curtis Samuel has four consecutive double-figure PPR performances and five in his last six. That's two consecutive eighty-yard games. And before that, he scored in each game. Uh, you know. I can't say he's fully reliable, but he's only owned in 32.5% of leagues. And if you got a hole in your third wide receiver, I think you have to consider Curtis Samuel. Yeah, see, but again, you get that rookie wide receiver thing going, and just when you're ready to bite into these guys and think that they're playing consistent football, they're going to drop a donut on you. Uh, you know, week 15, I mean, if you're forced to, I, I like it because he has been playing well. They've been getting him involved. But, man, it, it, it's just hard to rely on these rookie-wide receivers come playoff time. Yeah, but the two Carolina guys have been putting up double figures. It's uh, DJ Moore's done it in four consecutive games now, five catches for 67 yards today. I mean, not everybody's going to have a perfect situation at their third-wide receiver spot, especially in a larger league. Uh, you know, especially in the case of Samuel, I think they deserve more consideration. I, you know, look, I'm not going to disagree with you. I've always said it that – you know, these rookies can flame out on you any time. But, you know, Samuel and Moore have been respectable the last few weeks. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I, I You know, Moore got you there to the double digits as well. You'll take that. Um, you know, these aren't wide receiver twos. They are wide receiver threes and flexes that we're talking about. And, you know, you get double digits from them, you'll take it every day. Uh, Cam Newton today, 265 passing yards. No touchdowns, one interception, only 23 rushing yards. It was Cam's worst day of the fantasy season. Worse than the four-interception performance uh, last week. 
He he scored less than 11 fantasy points. He's got New Orleans and Atlanta next. Uh, you, you think they might be uh, really good matchups, but you know, as this team has fallen apart and they've lost five straight now, uh, camp performances have also started to decline. Yeah, plus you're dealing with that shoulder injury. You don't know how bad it really is. They don't tell you enough to do, really d- decide that. And uh, you know, he threw the ball a ton today, so I guess it's not that bad. But I didn't, again, didn't get to see the whole game yet. It's hard to say whether or not he just was missing wide receivers or not. Uh, but he did throw the ball 42 times, so the shoulder's got to be able to do something. Evan Ingram with three catches for 77 yards. If, uh, you know, that was an encouraging performance, you know, especially for a tight end. Uh, you know, if Odell Beckham Jr. is out again next week, uh, how confident are you using it in using Evan Ingram again? I don't know if I'd say confident, but, uh, you know, this was Washington's defense that's just been really washed up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. But without Beckham there, I, I expected more. I mean, five ca- uh, targets, I expected more than that with Beckham out. You know, we saw when Beckham was out last year that Ingram and Shepard were the, were the go-to guys, and we're not just not seeing it now. They're spreading the ball around, getting everybody involved. Uh, in, in this offense, you know, Russell Shepard's involved, uh, uh, you know, just uh, what's the the guy's name that they picked up late? Uh, man, I'm, the number one pick that just lost it in Cleveland and didn't land. In, Corey Coleman. Corey, yeah, Corey Coleman was involved in this one. So it, it just. They're not so going to get involved nearly as much, though, because Saquon Barkley is going to take so much of the market. And, and right. With Barkley there, who's getting everything pretty much. Uh, taken care of, it's hard to really count on these guys. Yeah, but they do have Tennessee and Indianapolis next. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. uh, was one of the hot ads this week, was in in, uh, 74.8% of leagues, but just wasn't involved in the passing game like he was last week. Only one catch for 60 (laughs) yards, one catch for six yards, uh, 23 carries for 90 yards, but he only got you 10 points. So, yeah, but I was talking uh, Sunday morning about tempering expectations on him. He did get a big workload, and, you know, 90 yards is nothing to sneeze at, and he does get Seattle again next week, which he had a lot of passes. Uh, but uh, it seemed like Nick Mullins was rather going to his wide receivers and, and his tight end this week. Uh, but, you know, something of a workload still going to be there. So I think uh, if Matt Breida continues to miss time, you consider him as a flex. Yeah, I think a lot of it really came down to the, the fact that Kittle was just on fire. Um, you know, he, he got off to that hot start with big play, uh, and and they just kept feeding him because he was on fire. And I, I mean, I get that until the second half when they didn't, which I didn't get. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald, five catches for 55 yards. Yeah, he got you 10 points. He's He's been in double figures uh, in uh, in. In five of his past six games, and he's he's got Atlanta next week. Yeah, I definitely like him against Atlanta, but this offense is just hard to trust at this point. Yeah, you know they they had signs of life when Leftwich first took over, and now it just seems to be fading again. Josh Rosen's back to making a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know they they of course lost Christian Kirk, and yeah, it's just it, this offense is just having a hard time moving the ball. All right, you're listening to the uh, Fantasy Football Rewind with uh, with Scott Engel and Jim Day right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, you're home 24-7 for all things fantasy sports. You can hear me on the Roto Experts of the Morning 
every day from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern and also on Fantasy Sports Today from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern on Monday and Wednesday. Uh, you can hear Jim Day, uh, the Fantasy Taz, every weekday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. on the uh, Fantasy Football Frenzy. And you can hear both of us uh, 8 to 10 uh, Sunday mornings on uh, Fantasy Sports Today with Mike Blewett as we we preview all the games for you, so you know we're always here to give you the advice. Uh, where do they follow you on Twitter, uh, J- Jim? Absolutely, on Twitter, at Fantasy Taz. Yeah, keep it real easy for everybody. And uh, also, you can follow me at Scott E. Roto X on Twitter as well. More coming up next here on the Fantasy Football Rewind. Is there a change in running back in Atlanta that you need to know about? That's coming up next. We'll talk about the Falcons' loss and how the backfield shook out. That's coming up next right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here on the Fantasy Football Rewind, Scott England, Jim Day. DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in cumulative prizes. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and you aren't using the daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong and you're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to dailyroto.com and click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's dailyroto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. You too can be like the fantasy Taz who uses the lineup optimizers. Uh, are we seeing a change uh, here at running back in uh, in Atlanta after what we've seen the last two weeks, and especially today, reports that Devonta Freeman could be back at some point this year, uh, although we'd be surprised to see it, but he's still under contract for next season. Uh, Tevin Coleman's supposed to be a free agent. He's been very disappointing. He actually had one less carry than Edo Smith, who had 11 carries for 60 yards today and three catches for 14 yards. Uh, Tevin Coleman's been very disappointing overall when he's got the workload. Do you think the the Falcons are starting to phase him out here and seeing what they have in Edo Smith? Eh, you know, it might be that they're trying to see what they have in Edo Smith, and it would make sense. Except the NFL doesn't make sense. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you know next week Coleman is the number one guy again. And you know, it, I think it was going. You know, Coleman just wasn't getting anything done, so they wanted to change this week. And, you know, I agree. He's been disappointing from from a fantasy standpoint big time. Even real life, too, yeah. But, but yeah, that's what I was going to say next. But in the NFL, I mean, he's definitely not getting it done. I I just don't know if Edo Smith is is really that guy either. 
Yeah, he's only 5'9", 195. Could you see a scenario next year for Atlanta where maybe it's him and Freeman sharing the workload? Yeah, I think we go back to, you know, Freeman's healthy. I think Freeman is the one. And, and with Edo Smith, you know, doing some change of pack, pace stuff, it'd be interesting to see, you know, if Edo is up to the task of being a reception guy and, and you know, taking over that third down role. He's more of a, you know, straight north-south runner that gets in the end zone from time to time. I, I, I'm interested to see how they plan on using the two of them together. That's for sure. Yeah, Edo Smith is uh, not a guy that can strike me as a uh, can handle a significant workload. Sterling Shepard today uh, only had two catches for 17 yards, but one of them was a touchdown. Are we expecting anything better if Odell misses any more time? Uh, they oh, no, I, I, I'm week. done with Shepard for this year. They, for whatever reason, Eli is just not going to him. Uh, I mean, he had six targets today. He only took home, home two of them. I, I can't have any faith in Shepard at this point. I expected him to be high, more highly involved this game, and it just didn't work. No. Uh, they were hoping he would step up, and he, he wouldn't. Marlon Mack with only 33 rushing yards. Uh, he did get in the end zone, but uh, <laughs> Mack, Mack has been on the decline since his 7-8, uh, and eight, his 100-yard games, it seems, in Week 7 and Week 8. He did have an 85-yard game against Miami, but the last two weeks he's had just 60 rushing yards. Against two de- decent defenses, I, I give him that, but still... Not with, you know, like you said, he was just starting to come back into his own, uh, you know, and really starting to look healthy and doing it against good teams as well. But, you know, like last week he had Jacksonville who just shut down Indy completely. And then Houston did a, a pretty good job for a lot of this game, shutting him down as well. Then uh, moving on, Doug Martin, uh, he had a rushing touchdown, but only, only 32 rushing yards. Uh, but Martin has now scored in three consecutive games. Well, you you, you got to like that. You'll take those goal line plunges and that kind of stuff whenever you can get them. But, man, I you know, 16 carries for 32 yards doesn't fill me with a lot of glee. The Raiders have actually shown a little bit more offensive life the last two they weeks. Have, Boy, yeah, Chuck they really have. Gruden was really <laughs> fired up after that win. Yeah, no doubt about it. It, it was uh, it was crazy to see. And, and, you know, and I'm pretty sure Tomlin uh, was really ram- – Rambling all over this Pittsburgh team in the locker room after the game, just amazing loss for them. It just for a team that really wanted to show that they could be in the playoff hunt and and really be a team to be reckoned with. The last two weeks have shown just the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh's, uh, you know, they're not winning the games they're supposed to win. Uh, You know, this is a team that if you want to make the playoffs or you you want to earn a high seed, you're supposed to beat a team like the Raiders. Oh, not only are you supposed to beat them, you're supposed to beat them good. <laughs> you know, it's not even, you know, something that should be a close game for you with the way the, the Raiders have been playing. You think Pittsburgh goes right out and storms all over them. And, wow, you know, I mean, they were 10.5-point favorites in this game on the road. And, and to come out with a loss is just terrible. John Ross scored again. You know, the guy's not getting any yardage. In fact, he has 24 receiving yards in his last two games. Yet he scored in four of his last five. This guy, this guy's becoming a goal line back. He sure is, but not enough anything else. So he gets you right around that eight, nine, ten point game every week, and really no upside to him whatsoever. He's he's too touchdown dependent though. 
Oh, absolutely. Yes. All right. Uh, you're listening to the Fantasy Football Rewind here on the uh, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Scott Engel and Jim Day recapping it all for you. Uh, Zach Ertz, only five catches for 38 yards today in a big game for uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Ertz has scored just once in his last four games, and uh, in two of his last four, he's failed to crack uh, 40 yards. Defenses are really trying to take him out. And, you know, I don't blame him. Let's face it, the wide receivers aren't stepping up. Uh, you know, you just no, – none of them are really taking control at the wide receiver position. It, it's been a, you know – Catch, catches, catch can every week of who we're going to throw to this week. And but every team knew that Zach Ertz was going to be that number one. And defenses are you know really trying to take him right out of the game plan. And you know they it worked for them today against Dallas. Dallas's defense has been playing good, and they just did what they had to do to take him out of the game. Yeah, uh, but you know Ertz still an elite tight end you know we saw Robert oh, yeah, Kowski that he had a long absolutely. stretch this season where he didn't play well and then you know look at today he's got the Rams next week I, I think he's got a rebound but uh you know the Eagles are just not showing a lot offensively to they the really point aren't. where <laughs> where defenses are really trying to clamp down on Ertz. uh you know Dallas Godard getting the end zone see so somebody else going to have to step up here the last few weeks to take up some pressure off of Ertz. Yeah, they definitely need somebody else. I mean, they they got Goddard involved today. The the backup tight end had a good game and you know was involved. But I mean, they they them losing Frank Reich and John D. Filippo has shown to be really hurtful for this offense. They're just not the same offense. They don't know how to use their pieces, and just not getting the right game call. Antonio Brown, you know, we we're talking about the Steelers not delivering. How about Antonio Brown, only five catches for 35 yards, his worst game of the season, coming in the fantasy playoffs, uh, the first round it's of the fantasy playoffs. It's a conspiracy, I tell you, it's a conspiracy. C-O-N-spiracy, yes. Uh, but, you know, this happens, and sometimes it happens at the worst time of the year. And sometimes, you know, we saw it a few years ago with, like, Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. Sometimes, you know, this is what scares me about depending on – on too much on one team. Like on one team, I had Roethlisberger and Brown as a connection, and that team's probably not going to advance. Uh, look, you can never tell when a guy's going to have a down game. You know, that's that's the NFL with spontaneous execution. Uh, but it's just a big letdown. That's your new from... favorite buzzwords, aren't you? You like that that combination, spontaneous. You, you've been using that a lot lately. All right. I like it better than yeah, no. Yeah, well, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, look, it's just a bad game for a really good player. It happens, you know, the timing is bad, but, uh, what are you going to do? You're not going to bench Antonio Brown next week. If you advance, he's got new England, he's getting up for that one. And he's got new Orleans after that. Yeah. And, and if you didn't advance because he did do this, well then go cry in your beer like the rest of us. What if you don't drink beer? Well then go cry in your wine. What if you don't drink or wine? your whiskey or your? What tequila? if you don't drink alcohol whatsoever? You assume well, all of us fantasy players water. are alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cry my root number, beer. A pretty good number. I'll cry <laughs> my root beer. Uh, you know, I saw in the first half. You know, I was watching the ticker and I saw some of this game too. That Adam Humphrey's got four catches for forty-two yards, but then he just got stuck on it. 
He, he didn't yeah, go anywhere, it, it, and that's what he finished right, with today. Yeah, it, it had a nice start. It was looking good. They were going to him, and then it just stopped. Yeah, he got tackled at the goal line today, too. Yeah, and he got tackled at the goal line, right? <laughs> Everybody that was counting on him, and there were a lot of people out there counting on him. He just came up short. Well, he did have eight points, you know, and uh, you know he's played really well lately, but he's got Baltimore and Dallas coming up, so I think uh, the momentum on him might start to cool over the next two weeks. Uh, yeah, Tyler Boyd, three catches for 52 yards. Uh, you know, this 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 was uh, single figures after double figures the next two the last three weeks, but he does have Oakland uh, next week. Well, you got to hope for a little bounce back against Oakland. You, you hopefully, but uh, again, you know, Chargers defense has been playing well. You're already dealing with a backup quarterback. You're dealing with the number one wide receiver not being there. Uh, hard to count on Boyd going against top defensive backs or this that this Frisco can actually get him the ball a consistent amount of times. Vance McDonald, four catches for 37 yards. Is McDonald one of the most overrated tight ends in fantasy football? He's had three double-figure fantasy PPR performances in his last 10 games. I think I think that stiff arm on Monday Night Football uh, shot his legend up too much. Well, yeah, his legend was shot up in the preseason because of Pittsburgh was so talking him up and, oh, this is our guy. We went out and got him. We we're going to bring him in here, and he's going to be our guy. And, you know, then the injury, and then he didn't really get started. Jesse James had a big game, and then he came back and had a big game. And they're, oh, McDonald's here, and we can go with it. And, and of course, it just didn't work out that way. Uh, just, every time I think you can start to believe in him, that's the game that Jesse James does well. He does nothing. Or he just does nothing on his own. And he's never been a guy I, I could fully trust. But, uh, again, we've talked about this ad infinitum. The tight end position as a whole outside of the top four guys have been this way all year. Yeah. It's either Austin Hooper. Maybe I hyped him up too much in the preseason. You know, the guy has uh, one, one double-figure performance in his last four and uh, two in his last six today, four catches for 37 yards. Yeah, same exact game as McDonald. And, and you're right. I was expecting a little bit more against him against Green Bay, and it, it just didn't come, uh, you know, six targets, but four catches for 37 yards. That's about, I don't know, right at the end of a, a tight end 12, but not what you want. Uh, Chris Thompson today, uh, only 38 yards from scrimmage and three catches. Looks like the injuries have really sapped him of his ability. Yeah, he doesn't look like the same player at all. He's not moving as freely. He's definitely not as spry or, you know, explosive as he was before this injury or the injury from last year, actually. So he's a guy you can't put in. When you add that to the fact of what they have at quarterback and the fact that their their O-line is so beat up, it's so hard to trust anybody on Washington at this point. David Njoku. Well, except for catches. Josh Johnson. He's going to go out and have a great game every Oh, week. yeah, of course. Uh, David Njoku, three <laughs> catches for 35 yards. Uh, you know, this guy has scored once in his last six games. He has one double-digit fantasy performance uh, in that stretch. And yet, every week when I see people predicting tight ends, they all gush about Njoku. Oh, he looked, again, looked like such a great matchup on, on paper. Carolina. Yeah, one of the worst defenses in the league against the tight ends. 
You expected a little more. I saw at least one pass just right off his hands today that, you know, he should have had no reason for him to miss it. Would have been a nice big gain for him. He's got to work on that focus with catching that ball. Uh, Sony Michelle today, 20 carries, but only 57 yards. And James Devlin, uh, you know, took away and took away another goal line carry. You know, we've gotten to the gotten to the point for Michelle where he was in every week start just uh, you know, as soon as two weeks ago. But now you worry, especially with Pittsburgh next on the schedule. Oh, you have to be worried at this point again. You know, Devlin. Two touchdowns last week, another one this week. Uh, you know, getting Rex Burkhead a little bit involved here and He's there. He's got six carries this year and four I, touchdowns. I, I know. I'm, ju- I, I'm yeah. just, just saying. The, the fact that, No, no, no. I'm going though, with you. I'm not going against okay. you. Okay. <laughs> I said Devlin's got six carries this year. Oh, so, four yeah, of them touchdowns. Yeah. Right. Um, so defensive. It's just, wow. <laughs> well, you, you have a tendency to want to attack what I say before I finish what I'm saying. And so sometimes no, I'm I do. I'm with you here. Um, yeah, we're right back to where we've always been with New England. We don't know what we can trust out of their running backs. I mean, even James White was a total disappointment today. And we we haven't been able to say that much this year at all. No. Uh, so it uh, it's a conspiracy. Bill Belichick hates fantasy footballers, and he's just trying to kill us all on his own. Yeah, I think it's working. Uh, 42 rushing <laughs> yards. 42 rushing yards today with no touchdowns. For Peyton Barber, who had scored in three consecutive games. Uh, you know, Barber, ideally, is somebody I really don't want in my lineup at this point in the fantasy season. Uh, I didn't want him in the, my lineup at the start of the fantasy season, so I definitely don't want him in my lineup now. And you know, I, I, The one thing the Saints can do is cover the running backs. They do a good job against stopping opposing running backs. I uh, didn't expect pretty much anything more than this out of Barber today. They did try to knock him into the end zone, but I think twice he got stuffed. Yeah, they stopped him both times. Uh, you know, good defensive push right through the middle of the line. All right, you're listening to the Fantasy Football Rewind with Scott Engel and Jim Day. We're here every Sunday night for you uh, because I don't think I don't think The Walking Dead is anymore because I think it's a it's a, it's a midseason break. But did you watch that show? Uh yes, I do. Absolutely. What was the last episode that you saw? Uh, actually, I got a bunch of them on my DVR that I haven't had a chance to watch in a while. <laughs> okay, I don't want to spoil it for you, but I have been able to watch since something happened uh, big on uh, the show. Uh, you, you know, it was cool, though. I was in in Seattle last week for Seahawks 49ers, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who uh, plays, plays Negan, raised the 12th man flag. Oh, there you go. Cool. <laughs> I yeah. like him. I, I liked him in a lot of things. He's a good actor. Yeah, I don't think he had his bat with him, though. Yeah. Do you know that's the Probably only got taken sh- away only... from security. Yeah, see, I, I, that's the only television show that is like outdone uh Sunday night football would speak. Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. A few years ago it actually had higher ratings than some Sunday night football games. Of course. Well, there you go. Of course I think Everybody you know, likes we'll... the dead. Yeah, well, I think we'll probably have higher ratings, though, than uh, oh, both yeah, of those sure shows going will. forward. <laughs> Everybody loves the Fantasy Football Rewind with Scott and Jim. We have more disappointing performances next. Stick around. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. 
The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Back here on the Fantasy Football Rewind. Scott Engel and Jim Day recapping some of the disappointments for Week 14. And that included LeGarrette Blunt, who uh, was going against an Arizona defense that got torn up all year. But uh, just 12 carries for 33 yards in a game that, uh, you know, really didn't get out of hand. He wasn't scripted out of it. Uh, you know, they were up at one point. Uh, so it was disappointing, especially for a guy who had 88 yards and two touchdowns against the Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving. I I, I have no idea what to make of this. Uh, I really don't. This was, you know, such a good matchup on paper. It looked like he, he had would have such a nice role in this game. And, you know, they'd keep him involved and definitely have a chance at a, at least one goal line plunge, you would imagine, against this Arizona defense. And, whew, very disappointing. Uh, just expected a lot more. And like you said, after running over Chicago, I, I expected him to have a, a really good game against Arizona. And he comes up with, you know, just over 50 yards from scrimmage and nothing to, to count for. You mentioned James White. Only two catches for 15 yards today. Easily his worst fantasy day of the season, although uh, the game against Tennessee was, was bad. But last week... Uh, Against Minnesota, you know, the numbers were there. This guy has been a top 10 fantasy running back all season long. Is is this a bad, just a bad game for a good player and he gets back involved against Pittsburgh next week? Or, you know, with Edelman healthy and Gronkowski healthy now, uh, do we have to be legitimately worried about James White? I don't know if I want to overreact to one game here. I still want to recommend him as a starter. I do, too. Uh, you know, again, I was off him last week because I thought they'd, they'd start to slow him down and he goes out and has a good game. This week I was like, okay, well, they're obviously not going to slow him down. They're going to get him, keep him involved, and bang. <laughs> uh, again, bang. this is Bill Pelichek messing with our heads as best he can, and he's the, the king of it. You're the king of this. He's the king of that. Uh, he is definitely the guy who's out there. Look, he is – so far ahead of everybody else in coming up with ways to not give you what you expect, that there's no way to expect anything. Well, that's an excellent coach. Always, you know, right. I, I mean, absolutely. I, you they drive you fantasy players crazy. At all. But, uh, right. Because <laughs> we want predictability, but it wouldn't be any fun if uh, our hobby was so predictable. No, I, I agree. And he does a lot to. Try and make it fun for us. <laughs> uh, this is one we give uh, the Taz credit for. He said he didn't like Josh Adams today. Uh, seven catches, carries for 36 yards. The yards per carry certainly wasn't bad, but uh, not a lot of opportunities because uh, the Eagles were playing from behind a lot of this game. 
Yeah, definitely didn't didn't like Adams today. One of the ones that really worked well. Uh, I, I faded him everywhere and tried to point out to everyone to fade him, and hopefully they listened. Just there was nothing to like about him in this matchup at all. I thought Jimmy Graham was rebounding in the right direction uh, last week when he ate <laughs> carries too. for 50 yards, but he went back in the tank. Uh, you know, he went back in the tank. Listen to these recent game logs from Jimmy Graham. Week 8, one catch for 21 yards. Week 10, one for 14. Week 11, one for 13. Week 12, two for 34. Week 14, two for 13. Can we even start Jimmy Graham at this point, even as no. bad as tight end has been? No, this, this offense is just not getting it done, and Graham is absolutely not getting it done, and he's going to cost me a bottle of whiskey to bum. Well, you know, maybe you need that, don't you? Maybe you need to stop doing that stuff. <laughs> well, I'm not drinking it. i got to give it to Corey. Why do you got to give it to him? Because we made a bet about Jimmy Graham. Oh, okay. How about Adrian Peterson today? Uh, that, that was one that the Taz didn't get right. He no, said uh, he said he was going to go off against the Giants. Adrian Peterson with ten carries for sixteen yards, two point nine po- points today in uh, ESPN standard scoring with the decimal points. His worst game of the season. He's got Jacksonville <laughs> and Tennessee next. Yeah, it's not looking good for Peterson. Uh, I did expect him to exploit this Giants defense, but they got out to that early lead, and of course we know once they get out to the early lead, Peterson gets game scripted out. Uh, just and that's exactly what happened here. And the next two matchups aren't going to be much prettier for him. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. If Josh Johnson can move this offense against those teams, then maybe he has a shot. But I don't see it. Uh, Kenny Galladay got shut down with just two yes, catches for five yards. Uh, Taz did call that one. Uh, he's got Buffalo and Minnesota next too. Oh, yeah, it's not looking good for Galladay at this point. They need somebody else on the other side to at least take some of the, you know, defense away from him at this point. Nellington's not getting it done. He's still banged up. He played but didn't do anything. Um, you know, I ended up ended up making the switch on uh, on my DFS lineup this morning to Beasley, and, well, we know how well that worked out. <laughs> yeah, we never use Cole Beasley. Uh well, again, it was a punt play. It was an absolute punt play to get somebody else on my. It got, uh, it got punted for other sure. players, but it, yeah. it was it worked out to be a punt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after a hundred yard game, and everybody gets excited about him. Chris Godwin, one catch for thirteen yards, uh, two point three fantasy points today uh, against New Orleans. You know, but this he, is somebody, the killer. Some of these second the year guys are inconsistent <laughs> as well as the rookies. But this is the killer. One catch for 13 yards. He had 10 targets. How do you catch one out of 10 targets? I got to go back and watch this game. I got to watch this too. It sounds to me yeah, like I haven't watched James the whole was game. being that, kind of scattergun. Although, although I did, I did watch, watch some of it, and James <laughs> did look kind of scattergun. Uh, how about, okay, uh, yeah, I didn't see yeah, that. Calvin Ridley with uh, one catch for, for 10 yards. Uh, Ridley started this season like gangbusters. He has a big games between weeks two in weeks four, but uh, from week five on, uh, Calvin Ridley has had two double-figure PPR performances. Yeah, they, they, you know, early in the season they were scheming him open, and it worked. Then defenses realized that and took him back out of the game, and, you know, that's why they were forced to go start getting Julio involved in the red zone, and, 
you know, once that's going to happen, then Ridley not going to have a lot of value. I like Ridley going forward. I still think he's going to be a great uh, wide receiver going, you know, into the next couple of years. But, uh, again, rookie wide receivers are very inconsistent. While he got off to such a great start, everybody's really hyping him. This is what you can expect from most rookie wide receivers, you know, from week to week. Uh, Golden Tate with one catch for seven yards today. His worst game of the season. His worst game as an eagle. Uh, we thought after a 23-and-a-half-point game last week in PPR that we could trust him. He's got the Rams next week. Uh, but your Golden Tate is a guy that's got to be on your bench right now. Uh, I, you know, I thought he was going to be a solid start this week, and it just didn't happen. I thought they had found something last week, and the momentum was going to build. I don't, you know, again, outside of Zach Ertz, I can't trust any of those offensive players in Philly right now. They they just don't seem to have a clue what kind of offense they want to run uh, and what they want to do with it. And because of that, I can't just, I can't trust any of them. No, it was absolutely awful day. Uh, LaShawn McCoy had uh, two carries from one yard before he got injured. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to laugh because a, a lot of people were, were liking McCoy this week, me being one of them. I mean, not for a monster game, but as a flex play, I thought he'd come into play against the Jets. And, of course, he leaves the game early and just dashes all your hopes once again. <laughs> and, and just uh, week 14, it's just bound to happen and bound to make you crazy. And that's why fantasy football can be so damn frustrating. Yep, we can't p- predict that spontaneous execution. Look at the best defense <laughs> yeah, no. of, the, of the league this week. 36 defensive points on ESPN.com the last two weeks. Jim Day's Giants, 16 points against, three interceptions, and a touchdown. They've scored in three of their past four games. And next week, they have, next, next week, I was about to get that next. Uh of course, the five five sacks in each of the last two games. Uh, would you consider using them against Tennessee next week? I would. They're for whatever reason in the world. They've lost Landon Collins too, and they lost. Yeah, right. And they're playing good defense. They're making plays. They're taking the ball away. They've scored in each of the last two. Uh, yeah, absolutely, I would against Tennessee. All right, take the crack. Be daring. Uh, the Packers, uh, 12 points this week, uh, 20 points against, one interception, one fumble recovery, uh, also a, uh, a touchdown and two sacks. Uh, how do you like them at Chicago next week? Uh, with, if Trubisky's playing a game, which he should, I didn't, I, I think, uh, yeah, he's he played I, I this week, so I don't think, why wouldn't he play next week? Well, barring any setbacks, you know, yeah. just First week back from the injury. Let's just, assume Trubisky's playing. What's your answer? If Trubisky's playing, then I, I don't really like him that well. <laughs> I, I expect Trubisky to be able to, to, you know, throw throw the ball against him. All right. We talked about the Giants against the Titans, but what about the Titans against the Giants? Uh, this week, uh, 11 points uh, in ESPN standard scoring, seven points against, uh, one fumble recovery, and uh, four sacks for 11 points. Could you use both defenses in that that game? Well, you absolutely could, but I, you know, they're not going to get seven points against with Barkley out there. Uh, he's just playing too good all on his own. It's going to get you more than that uh, alone. 
but uh, I, I think they're definitely in play. We know Eli can make mistakes. Uh, we know that he can be sacked. So this is something that could absolutely work out for them. I, I mean, does Barkley, how much bar- does Barkley really matter in this equation? I mean, we look for sacks and turnovers more than no, anything and, else. And we We're do. not giving right. up y- yards against. No, but people get hung up on the points against. And I, I, I'm not one of them. I hate that factor because the fact is you get really nothing for points against in fantasy leagues and people still really go for that number uh, when it in reality it means nothing you need the sacks you need the touchdowns um, and you know things like that that really propel you turnovers of course outside of that you know points against mean nothing yeah so I guess Barkley doesn't figure in that equation uh Right now, the hottest fantasy defense is the Saints. The last five games, I'll read to you the point totals. 11, 15, 14, 14, 11. And they also had 11 in week nine. Uh, So they've got double figures in five of the last six games against Tampa Bay today. 14 14 points allowed, an interception, and uh, four sacks. Uh, Kickers this week, Jim, uh, Mike Badgley had 17 points. But uh, not not somebody I know you can count on consistently in these fantasy playoffs. Only had nine and four in the, the previous two weeks. They do have Kansas City that the, you, uh, coming up on Thursday night on a short week, but that's a game where they could be scoring four touchdowns, maybe in one field goal, and you might not get more than ten points. You know, man, when it comes to kickers, is it me? Is it just my imagination, or are they just missing more and more almost every week? It seems like. Yeah, you know, even the chip shot, extra points are being missed pretty much every week. Somebody's missing some. Uh, I just I don't get it. I don't know what's going on with kickers, but they are not the consistent guys that we we know and love. Yeah, well, some guys, you know, like Kamai Fairbairn's pretty consistent, even though he didn't have a good week. A guy who bounced back this week uh, was Mason Crosby with two for two on field goals and four extra points. But before that, he had a five single digit performance. Single-digit performances. Uh, some fantasy players are kind of, kind of wisening up to the fact that Crosby's no longer a fantasy top fantasy kicker because he's only owned in sixty-four percent of leagues. Really, sixty-four percent. I find. Well, again, the Green Bay offense hasn't been doing that well, and they still don't give him a, a ton of chances at field goals most of the time, even when they're not really operating well. So, uh, yeah, I, I get that. Um, I. I don't get it, but I get it. I know what you mean, but I, I have Greg Zerline. Yeah, a lot of bad guys, just, a lot of good kickers just not getting it done this week. Uh, just I hate kickers. I don't like playing kickers. I don't like playing in leagues with kickers anymore. I'm done with kickers. Well, in uh, in leagues, what you're doing, you have to pay attention to them. Seems people don't put the best guys in their lineup sometimes. Jason Myers of the Jets is the third most productive fantasy kicker and he's owned in 21.79% of leagues. He's got 29 points in the last two two weeks and uh, 38 in the last three. Yeah, no, I, a lot of times, you know, people think, uh, you know, a bad team, you don't want to kick her on a bad team. But actually, that, a lot of times that works to their favor because he is going to get more chances at field goals. And I understand, you you know, you like the kickers like Bucker on the high offenses, uh, Will Lutz, guys like that, but there are times when they're going to kill you when all they're going to give you is extra points and not field goals. So, you know, a lot of times the, the kickers on these worst teams will get you better fantasy production. 
Uh, Monday Night Football, Seahawks and Vikings. Uh, Russell Wilson has thrown uh, double, uh, multiple touchdowns in every game since week two. Uh, does he do it again? How many touchdown passes for Russell Wilson Monday night? Oh, man, I I think he ends up with two, but it's not going to be easy for him. I think he's going to have to throw a little bit more than he has, but Minnesota's been playing really well against opposing quarterbacks. And, uh, but, um, you know, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. I love watching him play. Yeah, and he always shows up on Monday Night Football. And he always and, shows uh, up on Monday Night Football, especially in important games that they need to win. Yes, they do. They need to win tomorrow night. All right, we'll see you next week on the Fantasy Football Rewind. Scott Englund, Jim Day.